Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions humans are very strange we really are if we think about it and the reason for that is we make this really funny snorty sound out of our body every time we find something funny if we are embarrassed, if we're awkward. And unfortunately, especially during serious situations when you know you're not meant to laugh, that's when you end up getting the giggles. And I literally have that problem. I can't be serious when I need to be serious. Um, And that's what we are going to be talking about on this episode is actually looking at the psychology behind why we laugh, what is actually under the hood of why we laugh and some of the scientific proof of the reasonings behind why we laugh as well. And just to kind of set the scene for now, if we think about being in a group of friends and we talk about things, we we have conversations, we make fun of each other and the reality of most uh, get-togethers and when we are with our friends is that we actively seek laughter actually um, and also we judge our friends, our family, even leaders within your company, people that we look up to, whether they can get laughter out of us and that's the core of why people come together, why we are in a community, why we have friends is that we all like laughing, most of us anyway, um, and we use laughter to actually build relationships because when you are laughing with someone, naturally you feel more at ease, you feel comfortable and it gives you that serotonin boost that we are all looking for, especially in this current climate, right? This episode is inspired by the book that I'm currently reading, Elephant in the Brain by Hansen and Simler. And I touched on this book on my last Meek Speaks episode around body language as well. And that is what is one of our hidden motives and how we use body language to build relationships. And the laughter side of things is similar to that as well. And it's a universal thing. Um, kids and babies that are born are not taught to laugh but it's one of the main emotions that they show from a very young age and even since birth whether you are born deaf whether you are born blind kids instinctively know when to laugh and what to do to create that action as well and if we think about the science behind laughter right it's similar to all of our other involuntary actions. So that's things like breathing and us blinking or us flinching if someone's coming at us um, and it happens without us realising. So everything, as we know, that is involuntary is it happens subconsciously and we don't realise it. But the thing about laughter is that it's actually a social involuntary behaviour. Laughter helps us build those social bonds with people around us it makes us be at a certain 
kind of level in a hierarchy and also how much respect you receive but also how much respect you wish to give someone depending on their ability to make you laugh or um, for you to make them laugh. So going back to laughter, yes, it's an involuntary action, but it's a social involuntary behaviour. And even from a personal story, um, the reason I picked this book up was for this exact chapter. As soon as I read the high level overview of the book, it talked about how there's a lot of kind of psych ecology related in terms of the way we behave and how there are a lot of hidden motives with some of the actions that we do on a day-to-day basis and one of the key sections of the book was laughter I read it on wikipedia when I was trying to find a new read and it said that the reason that we laugh is to show to others that we are harmless and that's what kids do that's what animals do as well our close cousins um chimps and apes laughter is a sign of play um and when I read that I was like oh my god I need to read this further and you know I love laughing and I that sounds like such a cliche term like I love laughing um but I think even from a personal point of view laughter is a huge trait that I appreciate in others and I think it comes from my dad my dad is a funny guy um I'm sure most people would say that about their loved ones, but my dad is actually pretty funny and I'd like to think that that's where I get my humour from as well. But when I got the opportunity to learn more about laughter and the psychology behind it, I was like, sign me up. And that's the reason I kind of picked up this book. And as I mentioned earlier on uh, about the psychology and the social reasoning behind laughing as well the reality is that we use laughter to flirt we use it to bond with friends we use it to mock our enemies and also mark boundaries of social groups as well um it's ironic isn't it like when you see a group of people laughing and you're not involved in that group you instantly have this feeling of FOMO like what are they talking about I want to get in in the laughter as well or equally um if someone's got like an inside joke like you want to kind of be in on the know so when you see people laughing and having fun um it's kind of marking the boundary of a social group as well so there's a lot of kind of there's more to laughter than finding stuff funny there's like a motive behind it which is the whole premise of the book what are our hidden motives of the things that we do on an everyday basis and if we go back to the history of laughter there were a lot of kind of theories and reasonings behind why we laugh from the 1900s um, and some elements of it are true some of them are not but in the 1930s there was a philosopher called John uh, Morrill Morrell I don't know how I'm saying it I could put it down in the description and he said that there were three main theories of why we laugh he kind of proposed these theories but it was later kind of proven and challenged by other philosophers and psychologists but the first theory he had in terms of why we laugh was that it was the superiority theory where we think that we are better than someone else um so you laugh at people that are not in your situation and it's kind of like I'm better than you, I'm more superior than you, and that's the reason I laugh. But then the challenge with that theory is, why do we laugh when we're tickled? That's got nothing to do with superiority or me being better than you. It's kind of like an involuntary action. And secondly, 
you don't really laugh at a homeless person on the street, right? So if his idea of why we laugh is because we think we're more superior than others is not true because you don't really laugh at homeless people or beggars on the street. And if you do, then you're just messed up. But the general norm is that we don't laugh at others, right? So that theory is kind of down the drain. Secondly, he also proposed that we laugh because of this idea around having a relief, a relief theory. And his kind of proposal for this was that we laugh when we have nervousness within us. So it's kind of like letting out your nervous energy. Um, And it's kind of true in a way, right? So if you are in an awkward situation or if you get cornered or if someone puts you on the spot, then naturally the first thing you do is laugh it off or you kind of want to lighten the situation or people do that awkward laugh thing as well and that was his second reason of why we laugh um but then again this theory can be challenged because we don't laugh when um we have negative emotion do we most of us i mean we do laugh when we are not meant to laugh like I mentioned it earlier on in the episode, is when we're meant to be in the serious situations. But equally, we don't laugh when there's like a an actual neg- negative emotion built up, like genuine negative emotion. So this idea of relief theory is kind of challenged as well. And finally, his final theory of why we laugh was this idea around incongruity theory, where he talks about how um, expectations are violated, but in a positive way. And basically... The, the idea of this is kind of like when you deliver a punchline of a joke. So you kind of do that build up and then you kind of deliver the final jo- joke, right? Um, and this is relevant in kind of comedic situation where you do a build up and then the final thing is like a funny thing. So it's kind of like your expectations are not met, but in a positive way. But at the same time, this theory doesn't really make sense when you get played and stuff as well. So the reality is there's been a lot of studies done around why we laugh and the meaning behind it, but nothing had been solidly done until in the recent years um, by a biologist, a neuroscientist called, what was his name? His name was Robert Provine. Um, So he kind of, he was the first guy, according to the book, that actually went out into the field. Um, So rather than just doing studies and uh, trying to come up with reasons as to why we laugh, he actually went out into the wild and observed human beings in social situations like the supermarket or the or in town or in restaurants to actually understand at what points and when do we actually laugh and this goes back to what i said um earlier on around this dark side of laughter as well what is the actual reason behind laughing like we think it's harmless like you talk to a friend and you laugh about certain situations or you meet someone for the first time and you instantly uh, want to make them laugh or for them to make you laugh and that's how you build bonds right and especially in the corporate setting I've realized this about a lot of individuals that I have had the pleasure to work with but also leaders they make fun of themselves and they one great trait I have learned from leaders that I have had the privilege to work with is that they make others laugh and they're human about it. This is so kind of true even in 
TED Talks I've watched, um, Brene Brown's talk around vulnerability, someone did an analysis of that talk and she makes people laugh literally every two or three minutes, right? And I think that's what makes you kind of understand what she's trying to say from her ideas, but also liking her as a person as well. So when you think that laughter and making others laugh is a harmless act, there's actually a hidden motive behind it, which is kind of like the dark side of laughter that I hadn't thought about um, until I read this book. And going back to those three theories that John came up with, um, where he proposed that we laugh because we are superior than others, or we do it to let go of that nervous energy, or the incongruity theory where we kind of deliver that punchline kind of thing. Um, A recent study by Robert Praveen, who is a psychologist, he's a professor of neurobiology, actually studied why we laugh um, like animal behaviour. And the three things that he came up with as to why we laugh, which is the science behind it, is actually something that I found so, so fascinating, which I'm going to share with you all. One thing that he learned about laughter is that we laugh more often in social settings um, and in fact we do it 30 times more and I guess that makes sense if you really think about it right like do you laugh on your own when you're alone most likely not unless you have lost it Um, but the reality is we laugh more when we're with our loved ones with our partners with our friends so laughter happens more 30 times more often in social settings And the reason for this is this whole idea around creating social bonds, building like a a relationship with others and and creating that bond. Um, And this is a great trait to have specifically in the hunter-gatherer days where you needed to rely on your community or your group of friends or your group of uh, like your family and your loved ones for survival needs and uh, equally that has still stuck to us to this day even though this idea around laughter stemmed from 18 million years ago nearly and the study that Praveen did also found out that we are more likely to laugh if others are already laughing uh, and um, make us feel like we're part of something that's kind of beyond us and if you think about friends right the episodes as well when these actors and actresses are making a point or they're to making a joke uh, they play this fake laugh behind the scenes and without realizing it triggers something in the viewers brains as well like okay maybe I'm meant to laugh now so it's a great psychology cue to make us laugh when uh, you know you wouldn't have normally so the first takeaway that Praveen found out from his study kind of learning about why people laugh in the social real world was that it helps us create those bonds and make us feel like we're part of something bigger and like even from a personal point of view some of my strongest bonds that I have from a professional personal setting is actually built on humor and like I mentioned everyone wants to laugh and everyone wants to make others laugh around them and this is a true example what Praveen has found out on his study I can totally relate in my own life as well I like making others around me laugh especially my family and I think it just makes me feel closer to them as well and it's just like good vibes all the way around and especially in like friends situation as well the common ground that I have with my closest friends is that we laugh at the same things right so 
the first takeaway from pr- what Praveen has said in, in terms of why we laugh is that it helps create those strong social bonds that help us uh, function better in society as well. And the second thing about laughter, which I found so fascinating, was that it's a vocalisation. So it's an act of communication with others around us. When we physically laugh, we make a sound from ourselves. And what we are saying by doing that is we want to be heard. And if we look at the animal kingdom, once again, snakes or cobras or any slithering animals, they hiss when they are trying to show they will attack you. Dogs bark when they want attention or when they're not happy. Baby birds chirp when they need to indicate to their mum that they're hungry, right? So even in the animal kingdom, active communication through vocalisation is such a key thing Um, and the reason for that is that animals want to be heard and similarly human beings want to be heard as well and we use laughter as a cue to get attention towards us in a conversation in a social setting Um, the reason we laugh is that we want to be heard physically but also in terms of what we have to say And the study that Praveen did also found that speakers laugh 50 times more than listeners. Speakers laugh 50 times more than listeners, which makes sense, right? So when you're speaking, you're much more likely to incorporate laughter before, during or after what you're saying. Um, I mean, listeners can laugh if there's been a joke delivered, but at the same time, speakers laugh so much more um, because it is a form of wanting to be heard, wanting to communicate by vocalising and creating sound from within you. And this can also be related to, in a personal situation, I mean, most of us have seen babies, Um, hopefully most of us have seen babies, is that babies seek attention by either crying or laughing or making some form of sound that says, listen to me or hear me out. Um, And the study Robert did also found out that babies tend to laugh more when it's by their mum as opposed to a stranger as well. So laughter is a message used to regulate social interactions as well. I will laugh at your joke if I like you as a person, if I respect you or if I rate you or else you could be telling me the funniest joke. But if I don't rate you as a person, I'm not going to vocalise and give you that satisfaction of the fact that I find you funny. So we think laughter is harmless, but if we look under the hood and the underlying motive behind it is that laughter is a message used to regulate social interactions and also to indicate who you support or who you don't in a social kind of um, situation when, when you are with your friends or anyone around, it's actually like a political thing. Um, I will laugh louder if I like you or not. I won't if I kind of don't like you, right? So the second thing about what Robert found out was that laughter is used for active communication, mainly to be heard. um, And also the fact that speakers laugh much more, 50 times more than listeners. Be aware of this maybe in the next... um, kind of interaction you have with someone and just make a note of it just for you to know and see whether this is true or not and the final takeaway of the main reason as to why we laugh is that it's actually a signal of play 
Um, and what this means is that when we laugh, it's signaling to others around us that we have playful intent. I don't mean to harm you. And going back to why I picked this book up in the first place, this is what I found so fascinating is we laugh at situation and people and what this indicates to that other person is that I am harmless. It's actually a signal of play and this signal of play can be broken down into two different areas. There's the intention, right? So the intention is that when we laugh, um, we are indicating that we are playful with our intentions and we are laughing at what we are saying. Um, so for example, if I am telling you a story and I'm talking about myself and I'm laughing about the situation, then the intent there is this is a playful thing and I'm not actually serious or I'm not actually hurt with whatever happened. And also we react with a laughter when it goes down to our perception of a situation. So if someone is telling us a story and our instinct is to laugh, then it, that's our perception of how we took that story on board. And obviously this is dependent on the use case and the situation, but the reality is most of us can tell when you are laughing when you're not meant to or you're not laughing when you are meant to kind of thing as well, right? So the whole takeaway of the final point is laughter is a signal of play and it's indicating to others that you are playful about the situation and the, and the intention that you're talking about currently. And this goes back once again to our ancestors. So our cousins, as I mentioned earlier on, the great apes, the orangutans and the chimps also use laughter in similar situation like we do, which is to signal play. So if you are harmless and you're not meant going to attack others around you, they actually laugh in those situations as well. So it's clear that the reason and the psychology behind why we laugh is originated from a common ancestor 18 million years ago. And also the fact that our ape cousins laugh in similar occasions that we do as well. Um, and it's true, right? If you, I know that we've gone down to the science and the psychology behind laughing, but if we go back and look into why we laugh in the first place, it's a signal of play. It means that I'm happy or I am joyful. And you do it in your own lives as well. And, you know, even from a personal point of view, I make jokes and add comments here and there to lighten up the situation. Obviously, I can read the room and read when it is right to deliver jokes because you can't be delivering jokes, let's say, at the funeral because that's just not right. But you do deliver jokes when you want to lighten up the situation and to signal that you are playful about an individual or uh, a st the situation that you're facing. And, you know, my the final takeaway from this play signal and this also this episode is why not do more of it? Why not make others laugh more and also for you to laugh more as well? And the reality is laughter brings people closer. Laughter brings people closer, whether it's in a personal loved family, friend point of view, or even from a stranger's point of view. Laughter is a universal thing that we all like doing, whether we like to admit it or not. Some people do it more often than others. I fall in that category. Um, but also Dalai Lama, he laughs randomly throughout the day. And even if you are feeling down, like, you know, me and my friends joke about it. It's like, you can't help but laugh at the situation is that it helps kind of soften the blow or take the seriousness out of 
a serious situation as well. So going back to the three key takeaways that Robert found when he studied around the psychology behind why we laugh. Firstly, we do it to create bonds and we do it we laugh more in social settings 30 times more than we do in when we're alone. So it helps you create bonds and also to indicate to someone that you respect them or rate them. And as a result, you laugh to validate that or to affirm that. Secondly, laughter is also a vocalisation. It's an active communication to let others hear you and to be for you to be heard um and thirdly it's a play signal um it's indicating to the other person that i'm harmless and um it also shows that how you kind of perceive a situation and your intent behind a situation situation as well uh, and and mainly the fact that it's it's a play signal as well right so that kind of brings us to the end of the episode um you know, my final takeaway, like like I said earlier on, is let's laugh more. um, And also let's make others laugh more because we all need a bit of laughter in our lives. Um, So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Um, Come back next episode for another guest of OTED. Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Self-Tough Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you.